Okay, it's a new era for the Gorilla Strong Podcast. No longer are you going to be hearing me rant about myself. That stuff is old news. That stuff is over. Life is absolutely amazing at the moment. So there's no reason for me to rant about my life. We're done with that. We're over with that. From here on out, on this podcast, we're going to be getting basically people that are smarter than myself. Now, that's not really saying much because I am really not the sharpest tool in the shed. Believe me. But we're going to be getting some very intelligent people from here on out. Today's guest, his name is Andrew Cox. I've known him since 2007. He was one of the instructors when I first became a personal trainer, actually, at least in Hong Kong. Uh, he, he instructed the NASM course, and uh, we just became buddies since then. We worked out of the same gym for eight or nine years together at the same time. I have put a couple of beers down with him. I've had a couple of coffees with him. We've had a ton loads of smoothies together. We've worked out together. Uh, we, we have a long history, and Andrew is slowly becoming... One of, the, one of the guys people are looking out for when it comes to the world of intermittent fasting. Let's just, just, just call it fasting. He doesn't like using the term intermittent fasting. Um, anyway, look, it was a great podcast. We were supposed to talk about fasting the whole time, but Andrew and I, we are the champions of going off topic. It's a toss-up between number one and two who's better at going off topic. Uh, so we're going to bring him back to get a little bit more geeky and a little bit more scientific about the world of intermittent fasting or fasting or time-restricted eating, whatever you want to call it. But for now, it, we just had him on. We talked about everything, training, working out, life, uh, fasting, of course. And um, I'm going to let this podcast speak for itself. So uh, enjoy it, guys. Man, man, you look at the sky. All the stars, man, the stars beautiful tonight. Andrew Cox. Hi, Mike. Thanks for coming, man. Okay, I'm going to set the scene for all my listeners, okay? Hear, hear me out on this one. The year was 2007, okay? I was working at a 3D architectural company. Remember, I used to be a 3D yeah, model. I, do I, used remember. To, I used to build Like golf games. Right? Yeah, yeah, I used to make Tiger Woods golf for electronic arts. Anyway, I moved back to Hong Kong in 2006. 2007, I was at a job that I hated. I was building stuff in 3D. Good paying job. Couldn't stand it. I felt the need to reinvent myself. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna quit this job and I'm gonna become a personal trainer. That's what I'm gonna do while I figure out what I'm gonna do. I'm sitting, I'm cutting this story short. I'm sitting in this lecture room across the street, 50 Stanley Street. A guy named Adam walks through the door to teach the NASM course and some long-haired Aussie guy <laughs> walks through the door. And that was you. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I was like, okay, these are the two guys that are gonna teach this course. This is. This is awesome. So that was, I was in this era, in this point in my life where I needed to reinvent myself, right? It's 12 years later now, it's 2019, yeah, 12 yeah. years later. I need to reinvent myself again. I feel like that. I love the job though. So I'm sticking within my job, but after a while shit gets old, right? So I need to figure a new way to reinvent myself. And do you think there's a natural progression? You, we yeah. get to a certain level of understanding or and then we're like okay what's next potentially yeah. potentially yeah. if you're in hong kong our dna is maybe someone that wants to push the boundaries a little bit yeah. it seems to be a city that's conducive to supporting yeah. people that want to try yeah. and make something yeah um, worthwhile valuable yeah. for themselves and maybe other people yeah the city is so full of opportunity yeah that's why i came back 
Yeah. I was like, this city, there's so, this city is so unique. Some people are over the city, but I'm like, if you want opportunity, this is the only city where you can have four different careers completely unrelated yeah. to each other and be successful at all four. Yeah. I know a guy who's gone through four careers through completely separated and they're absolutely fine. So I think it's kind of fitting that in this new era of the podcast that I'm doing, that I'm sitting here talking to you, reinventing myself a second time over and I'm sitting here talking with you. So glad to be part of it. <laughs> so, so let's see what comes out then. Let's, see, oh, let's yeah. see what happens. I don't know. I think this podcast is going to be part of my new, uh, my new era in myself. But uh, what is this tea that we're drinking, by the way? What is this? Andrew's just poured us a cup of tea. One of the things that I do to oh grow, the brand at, grow the brand with Joint Dynamics, so I, I really explore collaborations. Yep. So essentially a collaboration, in, in, my, in the way that I look at it, a collaboration is I have a company, you have a company, I'm yeah. using air quotes, you have a company. Yeah. Um, we sit down, I know what you want, you know what I want. Yeah. I know you want more clients and I know you want to be more successful. You right. know I want more clients, yeah. you know I want to be successful. My clients trust me, your clients trust me, trust you, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say, hey, let's collaborate, in some way that's validation for my clients to say, well, oh, Mook's a great guy, Andrew's just validated Mook and they're working together, so let's share databases. Yep. If you get some clients from me, that's great because I trust you. Yep. And then if I get some clients from you, that's great because you trust me. So, so over summer, excuse me, over Christmas, like we we're just talking about having a little bit more time uh -huh. this time of year in our industry. Yeah. In Christmas time, I sat down and wrote the Collaborations Manifesto. Uh huh. Just because it's something that I, when you reinvent yourself, something that I'm interested in is collaboration. Um, and I'm very, very specific who I'll collaborate with. Like, obviously, it has to be someone of integrity. The Joint Dynamics, our, our business model isn't, you know, go after that short term market. We're, no. we're going for integrity. So we don't do yeah. six weeks churn and burn. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, please. But it's just not, it's a different not my model, area of interest and passion, to be honest. So, and we probably don't do it as good as those other guys, so let's not compete with them. Yeah. Um, so one of the ways that I, you know, in the theatre of my mind, when I sit down <laughs> and go, oh, doing a great job in this, and we've got room for improvement. But in the theatre of my mind, yeah. when, I, when I come back to building integrity, I want to collaborate with brands that add integrity to joint dynamics yeah. so I, I sit down and have a conversation with people I, I've done it that many times that I'm very succinct and sometimes like whoa dude but I'm just like you know what let's not waste each other's time you've got a good brand Yep. I believe I've got a good brand I like what you do you've got a story maybe you're a Hong Kong company you, you work with a charity like for me that builds integrity and it's a great story yeah so let's let's work together yeah you know what i mean i want you to do well out of this collaboration i'm hopefully you want me to do well out of the collaboration and so as a result of that one of the companies that i collaborated a long story short this is yeah, yeah one of the companies i collaborated with was kiwi manuka mm -hmm. um and they they're a hong kong company that's well it's new zealand oh, but yeah, yeah. they have an arm of the business here no shit. Uh, targeting the asian um, market, dude. This tea and is delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. Like my girlfriend says, there ain't nothing wrong with a cup of tea. <laughs> she says that all the time. Ain't nothing wrong with a cup of tea. She sounds uh, very she... local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, English, they they had hold of the place British for a while, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah, we're she drinking the, the yum tea with with mate um, buckwheat, chamomile, ginger, and manuka leaf by Kiwi Manuka. So the the ginger, I like eating the ginger. Drinking, excuse me, drinking the ginger 
especially after I eat, because you know that yeah. um, migrating motor complex, yep. which is upregulated from ginger. Mm -hmm. So it just helps with digestion. Oh, absolutely. And then because we're probably going to talk a bit, yeah. and maybe between the two of us we have a tendency to get excited and blurt out, then oh, I need dude. to look after my throat. I, I, am the, I, <laughs> I am the champion of going off the topic, man. Yeah. Believe me. And ginger is invigorating too, man. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a stim, right? Yeah. Not, not, not entirely, but it's kind of like a stim. But so, what's up with you, man? Do you still do the capoeira thing? What I remember from way back then, from way back then, it was you were this long-haired hippie guy. You were teaching NASM, or were you being mentored at that, stage, at that stage? At that stage. Maybe I started teaching late 2007. Something like NASM, that, right? Yeah. I got lucky with that course, to be honest, because like, I, I had called. I called OPS. So I was going to get a job at Pure, right? They said, you need to get NASM first. You can get it I from. This. They, yeah. You can get it from a place called Optimum Performance Studio. That's where they do the education. So I called OPS, looked it up online. Uh, this is an era when nobody had an iPhone, or the, only the lucky ones had the first generation iPhone. The rest of mm. us just had Nokia's and stuff. So yep. looking stuff up was a little bit tricky. I had to look it up while I was at work. And uh, I looked up OPS, get the phone number, call up. Some guy picks up the phone. Hello there, Optimum Performance Studio. Kevin Rushton, right? I was like, hi, how you doing? My name is Mook. I'm looking to sign up for some course called the NASM. And then in Kevin Rushton fashion, he talked for about 13 or 14 minutes and didn't really say anything. <laughs> I love Didn't it. really say anything. He just talked for 13. Well, you see, blah, 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 blah. And just goes off about, you know, anyway. That's passion, though. That's passion, though. Yep. That's absolute passion. Yep. And then after 14 minutes, he goes, the NASM course is actually starting tonight and it's full. I was like, I hope you don't mind. I really need to get in this. I need to get in this course. I have to get in this course. I have a job interview in about six weeks and your course is five weeks. So I'm going to take your five-week course. I'm going to take the exam at the, literally at the end of that five-week course the next day. I'm going to go for this job interview with, with a certificate. He goes, you sound like a pretty driven character. Come on in, pay in cash, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And my, my job um, at, at the 3D rendering house, we didn't finish until seven. And I had to get to this place at six. Yeah, and I was just like, I hate this job anyway. I'm just going to walk out the door at five. <laughs> So I walked out the door at five, told the boss, I said, hey, Mr. Powers, his name was something Powers, so I'm not going to say his name. I got to get out of here. I got something to do for the next five Fridays at five. It is what it is. My work is done. Mm. You know, he was a little bit pissed. He was a bit of a dick anyway. Um, and then I w walk into that room, start to learn about movement and fitness. And I came from a bodybuilding background at that point, as a lot of trainers yeah. do at the beginning of their career. That's yeah. all they know. All they know was bodybuilding. Mm. So that's all I knew. I never been on a stability ball in my life. And then Adams was like, "We're gonna do a ball plank." I was all over the shop. My arms were shaking. My core was shaking. I couldn't balance. I was like, "Man," and I was like a pretty thick dude at the yeah, time, thick, thickly muscled dude yeah, yeah. at the time. I was like, "This sucks. How how do I look so bad? How do I look so bad at this? It was terrible, man. Yeah, it was terrible." It's so a, you did course. It was a great, it's a great course. It's a good course. The reason why I think it is a good course, and I still teach it. Yeah. I still teach. The reason why I think it is a good course. You're international with that stuff now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm very fortunate I get to travel around. Um, the reason why I think it's such a good course is a lot of trainers don't know where to start and why. Whereas yeah, the right. NASM just gives a skeleton, a structure. Yeah. Is there better courses? Maybe. But, you know, <laughs> education is really important in our industry. It's also a commercial commercially driven industry as well. Education within our industry, we need to educate yeah, yeah, yeah. and learn to get better, but also education is also a big business. So there's, and, and naturally you think our industry, if we weren't bodybuilders, we were athletes in some, so naturally I think in our industry there's there's an element of competitiveness anyway. Yeah. 
and you know the in our industry this my certificate's better than yours and oh, all this God. sort of you know that maybe I engaged in in 2007 2008 2009 now longer you know we're all just many of them are just warehouses for other people's ideas anyway and they're just yeah. packaged a little bit different which is fine which is fine but the reason why I keep teaching in ASM I've just seen light bulbs and people walk out of a course with confidence to go you know what I can do this and yeah. I have a rationale why I might do this first followed by this second as opposed to you know here's what, how I work out do you want to do what I do sort of you've got a great template yeah really there for you really and it's flexible as well yeah you know scaled and all that uh, stuff they've got their different yeah. phases and yeah, yeah you know it's absolutely scaled my problem with the industry right was a lot of the courses that I see people take they're all athlete based courses yeah. For example, I know where you're going with this. I've got, I've got, P, I've got PICP level one and two, right? Mm. Uh, I've got a couple other things here and there. And then I kind of sat back and I was like, man, I got all this stuff, but none of this stuff is translatable, <laughs> or it is translatable, but it's tailored for yeah. an Olympic level or a high level athlete. Yeah. I was very lucky that in Spain I got to utilize all that stuff mm. with the cage fighters, you know, Luke Barnats and all those yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm very lucky I got to utilize all that stuff, but otherwise, day to day, I, I'm a general population mm. trainer guy. I train mainly yeah. old people. Yeah, I got people all in their 70s. That's my demographic of people that I like to train and I love it. And when you go to conferences, right, you present at these conferences and people are presenting to, you know, your athlete and yeah. talking, not, and not everyone's an athlete, potentially we just need to prove it to them. Okay, no, that no, aside, that aside. They, but they're talking about when you're training your athletes who are, you know, high level athletes and then I come on and I go, guys, how many of you train athletes? One person in 50, two people in 50. And I'm like, okay, cool. Correct. I, uh, so it's attractive to work with athletes potentially. But if you're learning only about athletes and 95% of your business is not to do with athletes, then if, if you don't know how to scale that or regress yep. that, if you call it a regression or build in more recovery or work with periodization model a little bit differently, then it's fun, you know. It's, it's fun to learn. It's all a yeah. personal interest, right? Yeah. It's all a personal interest. Yeah. But at some point, you've got to put the mileage in to what your demographic is hmm. for a lot of these guys. And, and I, I myself was guilty of that. Hmm. And look where we are. Look out the door. Yeah, look out the window. Here, we're in my office, everyone. Yeah. Looking out the window at Queen's Road. And awesome. how many athletes do you see, Mook? Uh, in Hong Kong. So imagine we there's can, a guy with a cigarette can, in his mouth right there. See, I'm pretty sure he plays football. That's our demographic, you know. That's the that, that, that big building there, like the IFC and, yeah, and the centre, and and go the other way to Admiralty. Right. That's the demographic. That's if if we are in this to make money, and I have to support my family, so there's an element. It, but I don't chase money. It ensues a result of our passion for me. Yeah. But I need to make money. But if I was in this business and I only want to work with athletes, then I would have been out of this business a long time ago. Me too. A real long time ago, especially in Hong Kong. So, you know, the quote unquote corporate athlete, that's a fascinating animal to work with. Yeah. A whole series of challenges and man, they're intelligent, driven, time pushed. Yeah. Don't want to be screwed around with their time. You know, so you better bring your A game with a lot of these people, you know? I know a couple of guys, a couple of guys, bankers, they work with the markets and they're just so busy, but they are beasts. They're yeah. physical beasts. They, they, they make the time and they get up at four o'clock in the morning, they do their thing, and they squeeze in at, at lunchtime for the training session, they get to a yoga class after work, then they go home and take care of their three kids. You're like, mm. damn, how do you fit all that in? And they're yeah. just like, I don't have a choice, this is my life. Yeah. You know? And then we work to optimize, like if they're not sleeping or whatever, yeah, or, or, or if their lifestyle is one of, you know what, 
I have to check the US, we're in Hong Kong, I have to check the US market at 1 a.m., then okay, cool. But that just means you can't compromise in other areas. Yeah. You cannot compromise. If you know people come down and say, hey, here's what I want to do, okay, cool. You've mapped out what you want for your money. You're going to pay me to be here. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. Sorry. Lunchbox. You're going to pay me to be here. What do you want for your money? Map, map it out. Okay. If that's what you want for your money, and then this is the amount of sleep, or this is, then we need to be realistic. Okay. Yeah. If sleep two nights a week, like a lot of the guys are checking the US that I work with, checking the US markets. That's just part of their reality. And then it's just part the of other nights they're a little bit on, so they don't sleep well. So, okay. If that's your reality, then that means that. In that bucket, you've used up all that. So that means that we don't have much play in the other areas. So yeah. are you cool for that? We don't have to go after what you want. It's a yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. goal to drop weight and get more muscle mass. And, you know, but in the end, after six months, they're like, you know what, dude, I just, I've got a son and I just want to be confident that he's not going to hurt, on, hurt me when he jumps at me from the couch from sideways when I'm not ready for it. That's what I really want from working with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can get some of the other stuff as well. But let's just map it out what you want. And then when you connect to what's important to you, then, okay, if sleep's not your thing, nutrition, you got no play. Yeah. So you're, you're not an 80-20 person, you're a 90-10. Yeah. 90%, no compromise, 10%, whoop it up, have fun. If that's what you want. Right. Let's just have an honest conversation. Yeah. You know? Um, Here's what I really wanted to talk to you about today. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Fasting. Woo! Fasting. This is this has slowly become your thing. This has become your thing. I want you to settle a debate right here, right now. Oh, Real quick question though. Don't know if I can. Intermittent fasting. Yep. Time restricted eating. Are they the same thing? Are they not? Yes. They are the same thing. Wow. Oh no. Well, the, you know, the, <laughs> here the, we go. The, one of the things with social media, isn't it? It's social media is a it's a magnifier of everything that is good and everything that is crappy. Yeah. In our in in life, but in our industry, so Volta Longo, have you you've the longevity diet? Yeah, um, he's like, it looks like he he will get a Nobel Prize. So he's doing something well. He's done a lot of research. Yeah, um, and he's up for a Nobel Prize apparently. He doesn't like the term intermittent fasting. Uh huh. So he uses time restricted feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I, do you know? Again, if we create a context, if you say. I'm doing intermittent fasting and that means that I'm eating within an eight hour window. Okay, cool, I understand the context. Yep. Understand the context, but yep. if you just leave it at, I'm doing intermittent fasting, then you and I are going, well, what does that mean? Uh-huh. Is it time restricted <laughs> or intermittently are you not eating for three days? Is it a what? Mm. So just give me a context if you're gonna use that. Right. So, so for, cause for me, like, so the way I looked at it, and then the way I, the, the way I perceive this, intermittent fasting, when someone tells me that, you're telling me when you don't eat. But when someone tells me time-restricted eating, you're telling me when you do eat. Yeah, that's cool. And, and that's I am much more interested about when you do eat. Yeah. Okay, what window do you eat? Because I, I've noticed like some people, they use intermittent fasting as an excuse to not eat. We understand, you and I understand this, we must feed ourselves to perform. We mm. understand this, but they're using this as an excuse to not perform, to not feed themselves. Mm. And when they don't feed themselves, and then they don't feed themselves for too long, there's a point of diminishing return where this thing's gonna flip and work against you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, this is what I think, at least. Absolutely. And then they start going, oh, it's not working for me, it's not working for me. And I'm like, well, you're using this as an excuse to not eat. How, how, I, need to, I need to figure out ways. Now, my, my understanding about intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, whatever we wanna call it. Let's say fasting and we can create, say fasting, create context around it. It's very basic, mm. it's very basic. I know nothing, I'm, I'm gonna say I know nothing about the science. Explain this to me. Explain 
how about this? explain to someone like me mm. why you think I should be doing this or or it would be a good idea for someone like me to do this let's just from back an up. insulin sorry, response sorry. or from yeah, anything yeah, 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 yeah go ahead let's just back up when you said I'm the man it's my thing the reason why it is potentially my thing is because recently potentially your thing yeah uh, we did we did an event and I collaborated with two top people who it is their thing and as a uh-huh. result of it being their uh-huh. thing and then me being around them and naturally I, I like the topic I'm reading it I practice it so yeah, yeah, yeah. I absorbed a lot from them in our inside scoop the last one we did was on fasting um, one of them was a psychiatrist um, Dr. Vanessa Wong she was amazing and uh-huh. then another one was a naturopathic doctor um, Dr. Philip Watkins an Aussie guy who's an I've heard that name he, mate, he's a, I've heard he's that a mad scientist with a sparkle in his eyes yeah. full of passion both of them are great um, so that's and, and I've been reading about it you know it's, it's in popular press Fast, it's all over, it's all, all over the Man, place at the you moment. look at what's you know the ketogenic diet and fasting so over. and good reason so if we if we break it down um, fasting has the capacity to unlock some really powerful mechanisms in the body that can extend our life and make us healthier uh-huh so that's one thing I think we need to preface it with but maybe not for you at this time like if we go back to let's let's dovetail on something that we've already covered if we go back to that guy who's working out maybe not getting enough sleep mm-hmm. then stress excuse me fasting is a stress yeah. on the body like and and so much so like if we had our HRV or you know on when we were fasting we mightn't sleep as well because yeah. you know it, it can affect your sleep there's things yeah. so if you're not sleeping well as it is and then you're throwing fasting another stress on top of that then you know what I mean maybe maybe we go here's what I do I'll go you know what how about this how about we fast off eating refined foods to start with so uh-huh. you're gonna have some food but instead we're just not gonna have any crap so a great place to start with many of my clients I'll create the context okay let's let's work towards fasting it's a great thing to do in yep. the right context how about to start off with Let's fast from eating rubbish food, refined carbohydrates. So for three days, okay, no alcohol, no, no refined carbohydrates, no high sugar foods. Let's just start there. Yeah. You, you're not going to eat anyway. Hey, you wanted to not eat anything. So how about this? How about we keep in some nutrient-dense foods and then let's just for three days see how we go removing those from your diet. Right. Okay, let's, let's bleed our way in a little bit easy. From there... From there, I think it's it's a good idea to introduce the time restricted in that. So mm-hmm. start with twelve hours feeding window. Twelve hours not feeding. That seems to be twelve hours seems to be enough time to increase when you said insulin. We one one of the benefits from we want to achieve from fasting, and we're not one hundred percent sure of the numbers time, but hopefully when we when we go without food for a period of time. Um, we increase our insulin sensitivity yep. because yep. we have glycogen in our muscles. Yeah. We have glycogen in our liver, don't we? So the glycogen in our muscles can only be used for energy source with our muscles. Yep. Whereas the glycogen in our liver can do some other stuff. Yeah. Like that's why when we sleep, we, we don't really, unless you're very active in sleep, <laughs> you don't really deplete the glycogen in your muscles unless you jump around, but your HRV go, man, you're sleeping terribly. Um, but the liver glycogen depletes because it's, fueling it's a really active organ at night yeah so it's fueling all that activity that it has to do uh, with the, the stored glycogen so what we want to do from fasting is we want to deplete 
that glycogen from our muscles and liver, uh -huh. which then the cells are like, woo, all the all the energy's gone from here. I'm re yeah, the, the the vacancy sign comes up yeah. and they're very receptive. They're jonesing for yeah, yeah. So that's why they become insulin sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Sensitive. Whereas if, if we eat five meals a day, and not saying that that's bad, but there can be a time for that. But we eat five meals a day. We're, we're connected to food like someone with emphysema to an oxygen tent, you know what I mean? <laughs> Man, where's that food? And, and I, I was, I'm still that dude sometimes. Me too. I eat six um, times a day. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. But within a window. Anyway, carry yeah. on. You're, you first. So then that, that would make us maybe more insulin resistant. Yep. So we don't really want insulin resistance because that leads to type 2 diabetes yeah, and all those yeah, metabolic yeah. diseases. and this. Yeah, body, yeah. Body a, a fat. A bit of belly, belly fat. fat this, and yeah. we know that that's the worst fat. Like we can be healthy with... with um, fat, you know, hanging off our triceps, not that we want to, but yeah. it's the fat around the organs that is not going to do us any favor. And as a matter of fact, that has an inflammatory response on the body that makes us worse. So we're, we're caught in this cycle. This cycle, yeah. So one of the great things about fasting, about eating the food that we have stored, the energy that we have stored, when we when we don't fast, we're 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 generating energy from the food that we eat. Mm -hmm. When we fast. We're generating energy from the food that we ate previously that we stored, glycogen yep. and then fat. Fat goes to the liver, hopefully, and gets converted into ketone bodies. Yep. And then we, we can be fueled off that. And me and you, we could probably go a month without food. Yeah. Probably. You know, as long as we're fat dudes at all. No, like, I'm no, probably no. walking around 10%, you're the same. Yeah. You're in the bod pod the other day. I was in the bod pod so, the other day. So we can walk around for 30 days. So that's how much we've got stored. Yeah. We won't have a lot of fun, but we could. <laughs> I'd hate it. We could. I'd hate it. Yeah. I'd go mad. I'd get hangry. Yeah. But I think that the hangry is more of an insulin thing. More, You know that hangry response where you get angry yeah. and cranky? If I've got a lot of carbs in my diet, that's when I get hangry. Mm. If I am very... Uh, look, I'm, I'm not a keto guy, but if I... You know, I go through moments where I haven't really had many, very many carbohydrates mm. and I'm just doing proteins and fats. It's just, mm. you know, I like meat and I like avocados and I, mm. and I do that. I don't get hangry. Mm. I don't get that irritation. I think that's more of a blood sugar thing. The, the yeah. hangry is a blood sugar. Yeah. It's not actually a hunger thing. But potentially that could be as a result of that emphysema analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we maybe we don't have the metabolic flexibility to burn sugar and fat. Yeah. That's one of the great things about fasting as well. We hope that it will stimulate the metabolic flexibility for the machine that is our body to go, you know what, I can use, I can use glucose I can use carbohydrates like crazy, but also when I run out of stored stored energy, the, the short term, let's say glucosey stuff, I can also burn fat. That's metabolic flexibility. Yeah. That's another benefit of fasting. If we have the metabolic flexibility to be able to switch and burn fat, you know, that's it's changing fuel sources. The body's amazing. Body's awesome. Yeah. So then the likelihood of getting hangry seems to be reduced. Right. So that would let's call that another benefit of fasting. When someone's hangry. You know, I don't like really chill hang out, around man. them too much. Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl would catch me sometimes when I'm being hangry. She's like, dude, chill out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry yeah. about that. I'm just, you know, just kind of hangry at the moment. Yeah. But so, it, so when we, we fast, you know, we want to deplete the glycogen in the, the muscle and, and liver. And then you say, well, how long? And you'll hear anywhere from 12 to 36 hours. And it's also dependent on uh, how much you're moving. Oh, dude, I'm Exercising. Like crazy. All, the, all the, those confounding variables that, that that makes it impossible to give a black and white answer. Dude, you and I burn 200 calories in a conversation. Yeah. The we way just, we move our hands and stuff, <laughs> we burn 200 calories We're in a conversation. We're doing martial arts here. I, had yeah. a, I, I bumped into, you know Jason Statham, the actor? Yes. Right? The guy from The Transporter and yes. all that stuff. I bumped into Jason Statham in LA. 
at, an, at a nightclub called Concord. And I swear to God, in five minutes, the guy burned 300 calories in a conversation. <laughs> just hands were going everywhere. And he was, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. You watch one of my movies, blah, blah, blah. Hands were going all over the place. I was like, dude, relax. I, I was like, I needed to chill out. I was like, and I move 100 miles an hour. I yeah. was like, man, this guy's, no wonder this dude is shredded. Yeah. He's constantly moving, man. It was nuts. Anyway, go, let me go back. So you're saying it's not for everybody, or at least at the moment in the stage of where they are at certain times in their life, yeah. right? Because everyone who I am meeting, every single person, hey, I'm intermittent fasting, I'm intermittent mm. fasting, I'm intermittent fasting. My first question is, how's that going for you? Yeah. Always. Right? I'm never going to be like, that's awesome, that's great. Mm. How's that going for you? Mm. Some people love it, some people hate it, but, but everyone's doing it. And there's some people where I'm like, I don't think you should be doing this yet. Mm. I don't know if you're ready yet. Yeah. Where do you determine this? I where think you... most people could probably handle the 12-hour feeding window. The window, a, right? to start. Yeah. So I think most people could handle that. Maybe yeah. to, to 16, 18, 20, maybe that's, that's a, a step. But it's, it's a lifestyle decision and, yeah, man. and we can't separate, let's stay with sleep because man, it's where we live, it's so critical, you know what I mean? We can't Here? separate a lack of sleep from the equation if, if you show an interest and it, there's a lot of talk about a three day water fast. Yeah. That's a pretty big, pretty big shock on the body, pretty big stress on the body. So if you are gonna do a three day water fast, then maybe, Oof. maybe that first time Remove yourself from the world a little bit and go yeah. somewhere beautiful where you know you can can be relaxed. Maybe take a great book. Yeah. Maybe we're sitting here listening to Hildegard von Bingen, having a great time. Maybe right. have some tunes like Hildegard von Bingen yeah, in the background yeah, yeah. and just be maybe even be introspective. Yeah. Know? So okay. look look at it that way. Don't don't like like that like you were saying about the let's call them a type A personality. Yeah. Which is weird, isn't it? Imagine someone saying, Oh Andrew, you're a type B personality. Damn. Oh, damn. Any, is there any C's? Because I don't, I don't want to be a B. I don't want to be There's gotta be someone below me. Oh, is an A good? Is an A what I'm striving for? I don't yeah. know. I wanna be alpha, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wanna be, be the A, a top I wanna a. be the alpha male here. You're telling a, me I'm not? Because if I'm here as a B? Damn it. Um, <laughs> but that idea of the type A personality um, that guy that you mentioned is the yeah. father of three. Is is working out, doing yoga, is running a really savage, yeah, yeah. absolute savage of a human being, and a partner of a firm, and you know, just yeah. a savage dude. Often, when we scratch the surface, they have some real life issues, as we all do. Yeah, we all know? got issues, man. And I, that's actually one thing that I love about what we do because our industry is fortunate that you know we sometimes we see the same person three times a week. Yeah. Remember Sarah? I'm still training Sarah yeah. 14 years later. Yeah. Been to a wedding. I was a baby. Like, yeah. So we, it's, we get this fortunate opportunity to hold someone's hand every now and then and hopefully assist them to optimize or be a little bit better tomorrow than they are today, which is maybe what we're trying to do with ourselves as well. But they see us as a way to move towards, well, yeah. here's what I want. And after a period of time when you trust when you have rapport yeah, and trust sometimes that type A facade is like you know what dude I don't honestly know. you know me I now. just don't want to hurt my back because my son is a lunatic and he jumped on me from the couch without me knowing and it scared me and I don't want to be that dad that on the weekend is too tired to play with my kids yeah. and I don't want to be that dad that can't play with his kids because he's not athletic enough yeah. or even engage with my wife after I have engaged with my kids like I don't want to be that guy is that cool if that be our goal for now and then as a result of that, at this stage, at this stage, I understand that, you know, lean body mass will increase 
as a result. But just for this period of time, yeah. can we just go through that? You know, because I'm super busy at work. Here's where I'm at. So th- th- that's, you know, in, in our industry, you've got to be goals and you've got to measure. It's too sometimes much, man. That, people, yeah, sometimes that's enough. People are putting too much pressure on themselves. Yeah. I think everyone's put, I, I'm guilty of it. I used to put way too much pressure mm. on myself, right? Uh, and when you build the trust with someone, that, that trust, that rapport with them, their ego now drops. Most, when someone first comes to me, they're giving me the goals they want based on ego, mm. based on social media, which is mm. the devil. I got rid of my mm. Facebook, by the way. Phew, one of the most liberating things I've ever done. <laughs> um, their, their, their goals are all based on their ego. Yeah. Then after a few months, like even my business, I still have my first, my second, my third, my fifth, and my sixth client ever in Hong Kong. So yeah. I'm talking people from 2007. It's amazing. I've still got them. Some of them are in their 70s now. Yeah. But I still got, I still got them. Their goals are no longer to. They're no longer chasing the one rep maxes, the this or what they saw on on YouTube and the, the you know. I I know a guy whose wife is 25 years younger than him, and he was trying to chase his wife for a little bit, you know, trying to keep up with his wife. And then he's just like, dude, she's 25 years younger than me. There's no way I can keep up with that. I'm like, good, you know this. <laughs> it's a good thing you know this because she's a beast if you're not anymore. I hate to say it, but let's just you have other strengths. Let's focus yeah. on those. This is the same dude who blew out his ACL chasing his dog. Oh. He was chasing his dog with his ACL at. He's just like, man, I ain't, I ain't that guy anymore. I'm like, no, neither am I. And I'm, I'm not even old. I'm 39, yeah. right? I'm not. I'm 39, but it's different than being 30, right? Sometimes too. You just gotta adapt. Remove some of that facade, that ego. I'll, I'll say to that, girls are different. They're a different beast. It's so much easier. You know, they're not coming with. We're competing against each other, or you know. Girls are different. Some are though, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm generalizing. Some, I apologize. Some I, are I'm, though. Some, some are just I'm like, I hate that bitch. I want to be better than yeah, yeah. her. Oh my God. No, but I mean with us. Oh, with you us. I mean with us. Not. So sometimes when I'm with, with dudes, I'll almost frame it as, you know what? I, I'm just a dude with my faults and problems. Mario's expertise and my passion. Yeah. I'm assuming you're just a dude with your faults and problems. I know that you've got your expertise and passion because you, you're experiencing success in this part of your life. All we do, we just get together and we form a power team. Yeah. But the, 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 the end result is that you get what you want. Yeah. You know, so, hey man, if you ask me about finance, I can hold a conversation with you, but I'm not your man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. But if you yeah. want to ask me about movement and the joy of movement and, and the capacity to in, in, enhance your, your love of movement and your athleticism and how to build some muscle and how to optimize your energy levels and how to look at food and playing with food and playing with fasting, the topic that yeah. we're, we're skirting around at the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'm your man, you know? Right. But honestly, I'm as flawed as the next dude in other areas. Oh yeah, absolutely. You ask me what I'm doing with my money, whoo, it's too much for me. God. I need someone to help me like maybe you need someone to help. Yeah. You know? Right. So sometimes when I, it's, it's almost a way for me to connect, remove all this facade of, man, I am awesome. I'm living the dream. You know what I mean? Like you, you and I potentially look okay physically. So yeah, I, I've got all my cards in a row, mate. Oh, no, we got shit going true, on too. Yeah. We got issues too, That's man. Not true. We got issues going on. <laughs> we don't need to sh- share them right now. But, no, no, no. I think I've shared enough <laughs> of my issues over the last few um, episodes of this podcast. People know my issues. Yeah. People know my story, man. I'm, but often when you, you, know, you I'm done with it. Yeah, when you create that context, they're like, yeah, yeah I, I'm so glad that you you framed it like that, because the truth is, here's what I want. Yeah, I, I'm sick of being tired all the time. Yeah, to be honest, I'm sick of being tired, and 
if I can make some behavioral changes that are sustainable, one at a time, incrementally at a time, then you're my guy. Right. But don't overload me. I can't do it all in one day because I've got a whole heap of other stuff. Oh man, Price, break it man, down for me. Like you know, some of my most potent behavioral changes are coming from working with guys PA. Yeah, like the, the one one gentleman <laughs> I'm working with at the moment. He was ten coffees, five cokes a day. Oh my like, god! Can you imagine? He must be caffeine through the gills. Busy, smart PhD mathematician, like smart as anything. Started a school, like a really intelligent, high-achieving wow. individual. And I would suggest subtle changes to his lifestyle, but not, nothing. So you can't give I them said, too tell much. Me about, tell me about your PA, and even told me your name. So now we talk about her. She's a lovely lady, and I'm like, her role. Correct me if I'm wrong. Her role is to make you successful in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you think the energy that you bring to your day will dictate how successful you will be in achieving the task that you need to do for your job? You're like, of course. Okay. She's our she's our weapon. It could have been a bloke, but it, this person's it yeah. was it was a lady. So now she <laughs> did didn't like the taste of water. So anyway, so now as a result, any little <laughs> behavioural change one at a time. For example. Have you seen those Ola Lower supplementation supplements? Yep. You just yeah. rip it, they taste pretty good. Yeah. So she brings in one of those a day. He doesn't like he, to taste the water, right? He doesn't like to taste the water. I, I understand that. I know so, people who just hate water. They detest yeah. it. So she implemented that, and now after a little while, I'm like, hey, that's just happening, isn't it? This lady's doing it for you. We don't even have to talk about it, do we? It happens. It just it magically happens. Okay. And we moved on to the next one. And now this lady, and, and to sweeten the pot, she gets it as well if she likes to. Yeah. Like let's let's make it so she's stoked. Yeah. She wants to have better energy as well. Yeah. So and that way and we start for the first time in a long time, like dude's down to five coffees a day, doesn't drink Coca Cola at all. Like change is happening. And right. he's he, he was had a little bit of flabbiness around the belly, that's starting to change. Yeah. So we have to look at someone's dream team. Who can we bring in? You know, we can't do it all in one day. We're part of the dream team. Yeah. If we can't get results working with that individual then What's another way? Yeah. It's just problem solving, isn't it? Yeah. Incrementally. You can't give too many changes too quick. No, I mean, too, not too many. Just one change mm. here, there. Just mm. one little bit. I, I, and I, am, I, Once again, I'm talking about all the things I'm guilty of. I used to try to change too many things. Mm. Let's not have carbs at breakfast. And also, let's also not do this. And also, let's not do this. And I would give people five things mm. or six things to worry about. Now they're overwhelmed. They can they can deal with it for a week. Yeah. And after a week, they're like, I can't do this. My my schedule, my this, my that. I'm like, look, baby steps. Yeah. Just just give people the baby steps. Just for example, you drink five cokes a day. How about we knock that down to three? Yeah. That's enough. That is enough right there. That's enough of yeah. a change to enforce mm. good patterns, good good behavior. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. So. Man, I used to do a these lifestyle assessments and give people like no. a 10 page document <laughs> oh my god I was like man and I do it in different colors and highlight and food and and then you know next time I saw them like man how good was that how much did you read and they're like ah uh, well I got that first part and I'm like okay that's all you need that's not your fault that's my fault 10 so pages now, yeah now I wind it back that's that was a good lesson for me as well yeah. Um, but now I give the 10 pages over 10 months, potentially. Yeah, right? It's, it's, a, it's a slow thing. You'll notice people will, if you give them one thing, just one tiny thing, three Cokes a day instead of five. Mm. One tiny thing. After about three months, they come back being like, man, I, I just realized I haven't had a Coke today. Mm. That, that, 
that pattern has been enforced. It's, yeah. it's just slow Still little, all slow success, little, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. slow little, slow little changes there, man. But hey, let me go. Let me go back to this whole fasting thing. Yes. When I try, I, I now today. Let me let me rewind a little bit. I now today, when I do it, I do it unconsciously. Mm. I don't plan it. I don't schedule it in my day. I don't. It just it just happens. I wake mm. up at five. Breakfast is around five thirty, maybe six, depending mm. on what it is. And then I just I just don't like eating heavy meals late at night. And then I realize at six o'clock, twelve hour window, mm. thirteen hour window maybe. That's the end of my. That's the end of my thing. But if I start to think about it and I start to schedule it in my day, which I, which I got guilty of doing, I ended up dropping way too much weight. Mm. I ended up looking like Skeletor. I looked terrible. I'm, I'm only just getting yeah. my stuff back together now. Yeah. Uh, I got called out on it by, by a couple of people. They're like, dude, you got way too small. I'm like, man, really? The, aren't they the worst words? Oh, dude, that's the worst words. Especially when you're, when you're lifting heavy. Yeah, yeah. Right? My deadlift was yeah. pretty good. Like, you know, I'm yeah. doing a lot of gymnastics and this and that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel great. You know, I got abs. I got veins sticking out yeah. of my abs. I was like, yeah, this is very egotistical of me, yeah. me saying on the air. But like, I was like, yeah, I feel great. Uh-huh. Ten people within the same week. Within the same week, bro. <laughs> we're like, you, you, got, you, got, you got skinny. I'm like... Oh my God, really? How come everyone that I hang around that's with is the, wrong? That's the, one <laughs> that <is> that's right. <laughs> right? That's the worst thing you want to hear when yeah. you're a fitness guy. Yeah, yeah. When you're a fitness guy, I was like, oh my God. So now I'm just kind of doing it. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not yeah. thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. Do you schedule it for people? I do. You schedule it? Do you I, have for, every, for myself. For, you, for yourself, you actually schedule it. You look I, at your I, week and go, this is a day where I can get yeah. the intermittent fasting going. So if, uh, the way it comes into my life is, A, I do it, if, if my wife and I don't do anything on Saturday night, then yeah. Saturday I'll have my last meal at 6 p.m., 6.30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll end it again until 1 p.m., maybe 2 p.m. the next yeah, day. Yeah. So I'll, know, I'll at least get my 16, 18 hours. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. it'll be 24 hours. Sundays is a good day, right? Yeah, it's Sunday easy for me to do. And it's yeah. not as if I'm not active with my kids. Like, yeah. I've got a son and he's very active. And I've got a oh, daughter, yeah. she's pretty active as well. Yeah, but yeah. I just look at it faster training, you know? <laughs> and then... When you switch that mindset, when you yeah. switch your mindset to it, yeah. Versus being like, man, I haven't had breakfast yet. If you just switch the mindset, flip the switch and be like, okay, this is just fast. Evolutionary, if, if we look at evolution, man, we went, it's, we've all heard it a thousand times. We went through periods of feasts and peace. Uh, we went through periods of famine. That's yeah. fasting. So it's part of our DNA. Yeah. I think Also, I think it's part of our DNA, back to fasting and losing weight. I think it's also part of our DNA. From the evolutionary story, it doesn't make sense for us to lose too much weight. Yeah. So that's why mm-hmm. there's this talk of, well, doesn't fasting make the thyroid go sluggish? For that period of time, unless you're chronically, we're not talking chronic, we're talking every now and then, I'm gonna do it once every month, I might go three day fast, or you know, or sometimes people get more aggressive than that. It seems as though people will get to a certain period of time and they'll plateau. Yeah. And then I imagine if we did some Test that could look at the the thyroid hormones is that reverse T three or R T three R T three yeah the one they actually I, don't really test for 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 a lot of women they test for T three and they test for T one and T three but they actually usually ignore doctors they usually unless they're a functional medicine doctor mm. they somewhat ignore the reverse T three um, I remember Luke Lehman talking about that for muscle nerds I have to I have to go back and read those notes about that though so I shouldn't but 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 guys, I imagine but, fasting we'd see that would be elevated and then you go back well why, why is that happening and if we we go back to the the context of evolution. It doesn't make sense yeah. for us to lose too much weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the body's just going. You know, I've, I've I think we stood up about four million years ago, didn't we? So yeah. we've got four million years in the petri dish that is planet Earth. 
of working out what, what works for us. So yeah. you're gonna plateau for a reason because your body's like, we don't want to lose too much weight, we certainly don't want to be frail. Um, so that's maybe why people experience these plateaus yeah. because from an evolutionary perspective, from our DNA, it's like, whoa, we're gonna try and halt this process of living weight, gonna make it harder. And then people, we see that as a, as a plateau. Yeah. But I think that maybe is just one of those evolutionary things. Just like, it doesn't make any sense evolutionary to be a bodybuilder. And that's Correct. Just, that's just showing that the world we live in is a world full of abundance. Yeah. Lucky us. Lucky, right? Lucky as We hell. get to feed. We get to yeah. eat. We get to eat a lot of protein. Yeah, yeah. We get to eat a lot of meat. We get to, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I don't want to call it wasted space because some of these guys look great. Yeah. But there's an expense with that. Yeah. There's a huge expense with that. Yeah. All that muscle tissue on their frame, that yeah, takes that takes blood. Calorically very expensive. Yeah, that takes and blood the, and oxygen. Yeah. Your heart has to work for that, right? And in the context of evolution, it doesn't make any sense. But it, it's irrelevant because there's yeah. always going to be a supermarket around the corner from us now. But also, we can understand why the body may behave in a certain way looking at that context. Of course, we're not going to move out and be hunters and gatherers again. Yeah. But the reason why I bring that up is it's nice just to have the backstory. Yeah. It's nice to maybe, for me, sometimes I think, well, that might be a bit of depth. And that will solidify my understanding because I'll look at it from that way. I'll look at it what science is saying. Yeah. So I, we, we we build our story around yeah. to get an understanding. Um, and then the second way, sorry, I'll go back to answering your question. The second way that I fast. <laughs> Forgot my question. Um, anyway, carry on. If I do a, any flying, I never eat on a plane. I try not to yeah, as I well. I never do. I never eat on a plane. I don't I even. Just, I, I used to bring my. Water. I used to bring my own food because I didn't like the plane food. But now I've I've kind of learned, especially because I heard on another podcast, just don't eat on the plane. Yeah. Your, your, your intestines are getting shrunk because of the air pressure and stuff like that. Just don't eat on the plane. Yeah, it's going to help your jet lag as well, apparently. Yeah. Right? And so just say we were in Australia in April. It's now yeah. July. I came home by myself and my wife and two kids stayed for a little bit longer. Um, that was a great, like I had a great meal. Um, my wife's family is Italian. So man, did I have a great meal before we left. Boom. And then it was, I left um, in the morning. So I think I was on a 10 a.m. flight. So I had breakfast, so I checked in at eight. Just say I had breakfast at six. It was so easy for me to go 36 hours from that. And that was a great fast. And I really, like up until then, I'd be doing 16, 18. And you know, habitually when I wake up on a Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, breakfast. And then I'm like, no, no, dude, we're not having breakfast. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That, that mm-hmm. was a really good one for me to, I really felt like I became a fat burning machine better as a result of that. Yeah. And now each Sunday, Saturday night Sundays, it feels easy. Yeah, um, I've done a 24-hour since just then, and that was it. easy. Sooner or later, I'll, I'll get a three-day move, but I just have hesitation when you're, I'm really busy. Yeah, it's when I'm busy, because your brain, you need to feel your brain, yeah. right? Your brain is, what, 260 calories per day, and that's if you don't even use it? Yeah, it's expensive right? tissue. It's, it's expensive, that's if you're dumb, two, right? 2% of our body weight right? and 20% of the energy that we, we consume. Right. You, just, you just do water when you're fasting? You just drink water? Yeah, yeah. You're not one of those guys who does the ketone drinks and no. stuff like that. Are you a keto guy yourself? I played around with it, I, as in I'll, I'll eat in a ketogenic way, high fat for periods of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've played around. Look, I've got the I've made these supplements nearly out of date. I'm guessing as I oh, you pick got some up keto, the, some keto, the keto stuff switch. right there. Um, and do you know what? When I go to China or when I'm running workshops, um, I find it good because it's you know it's good brain fuel. So I'll take that in the morning. Yeah, it'll be in my first drink bottle. This drink bottle, I'll, yeah. I'll put ketones. Um, but sometimes I. Like it's it's a uh, a signaling molecule that has links to um, anti-inflammation and yeah. inflammatory properties. Yeah. It's certainly good brain fuel. Um, can I look at that? Can been, I look at that keto stuff? Been linked links to longevity. Yeah. But sometimes I think 
So exogenous ketones is the ones that we take outside of the body, but our body produces endogenous ketones. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why we fast is for the body to produce endogenous, our own ketones. It's interesting. So we become a better fat-burning machine. Yeah. I sort of think that why would my body choose to use my own ketones if I'm giving them ketones from an outside source? Wouldn't I be delaying? If my goal of fasting, Andrew, make a context. If my goal of fasting is to burn body fat is to decrease my mu- goal my, oriented my, yeah if Gotta my goal, goal oriented yeah please do that if my goal of fasting is to you know what i want to lose some body fat yeah i want to decrease maybe this stuff around the belly yep if that was my goal i don't really for me i don't see why i would introduce exogenous ketones meaning in supplemental form here uh-huh. i take a spoon and put in my water and drink that uh-huh. because i want my body to use what make, you got yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i i'm not really sure i've heard that maybe it makes your body more accustomed i've heard many stories but for me that one just doesn't sit well I'm not saying that ketones are bad because they're great energy source good brain fuel yep. anti-inflammatory all those other things other benefits yep. but like you said goal orientated if my goal is to fast to lose body fat to, mm-hmm. to change my lean muscle mass and how much yeah. then I'm not going to use and yeah. my clients are not going to use exogenous that's a big deal ketones. I think every, so the ones who are doing the intermittent fasting the ones who they need to have that goal they need, what is your goal for doing this first a lot of people are not mm. goal oriented they're just doing it because somebody else is doing it mm. well my neighbor is doing this or this guy is doing that and this the guy who lives next door to me is really shredded so I'm doing that well, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, like, classic, bro, I'm like bro what is your what is your yeah. goal what is your health and fitness goal can you explain this? And they don't even know. They're like, well, you know, I'm thinking like, I'm not sure. I'm like, listen to that. Mm. You don't even know what you want yet. Mm. So let's just, let's take a chill pill. Let's step back and figure out what we, what exactly do we want? Yeah, with clarity brings with, a strategy, doesn't we it? We bring strategy, yeah. right? We know how to train based on whatever your goal is. We know how to eat based on whatever mm. your goal is. We know how to live your life based on whatever your goal is. Let's find out what your goal is first. Yeah. Before kicking, before doing everything that you're doing. Yeah. Because some things might not might not be in line with your goal. Yeah, and if right. you're not sure, that's cool. We'll keep doing yeah. good stuff. We'll just figure it we'll out. We'll keep doing good stuff, and yeah. it'll come. But I think you're saying to me that you want to burn body fat, so let's not take the exogenous ketones while you fast. Exactly. Let's, let's, because you've said that, then that's led to a strategy, hasn't it? Right. But if your goal of fasting is you just want to experience some mental clarity, and you've heard that, okay, let's try these ketones and see what happens. So what are you training now, man? Like, well, like how how are you training now? I've always been in awe of how you trained. I always figured out that, I always thought that you had training figured out. I always felt so. You look like a walking multivitamin. You yourself. Your <laughs> posture you. is taller than anyone I've ever seen. Like everything. I would watch you at OPS, deadlifting heavier than anybody. In those shorts, in those shoes, in that t-shirt, <laughs> you never even changed into training gear. You would just, you just, go, you just go pick up and train. Oh, one day I was kind of warming up, I was doing all my mobility, this and that, I'm getting ready to snatch a kettlebell, I'm doing all this training. You just load the front squat bar and you start squatting. I'm like, how does this guy do this? He moves perfectly. How does he, how does he do this? What, so what are you up to now, training-wise? It uh, changes, but at the moment, literally at the moment, um, I'm very interested in flow, body uh-huh. weight exercises, and then also yeah, this concept from Stuart McGill, bone callusing. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing around with that. Literally, actually, for the last three weeks, I've been. Uh-huh. So I do my, my body weight exercises, a bit of flow, deep squats, and I've just got some things that my body goes. If you put a microphone to every joint in my body, they go, yeah, that's yeah. what we need. So I, I yeah. like doing a lot of that. And then every five days, I'm trying to get under a weight 
uh-huh. that would make my bones flex. <laughs> That's uh-huh. so, so this whole idea of bone callusing is you uh, you get under something really, really heavy. Uh-huh, a okay? back squat, and, a front yeah, yeah, squat. Back squat yeah. So I'm doing it with the back squat. Yeah, that's your thing? I'm doing it with yeah. a deadlift and then, at the so moment. So we, we yeah. go maximal loads, reduced degrees of freedom. Yep. Sub-maximal loads, many degrees of freedom, multi-planar movement, yep. whatever. Yep. So I'm, I'm going, for me, what is a maximal load, and I'm getting under it in a back squat position, and I'm reducing my range of motion, going as far as I can with confidence. But in my head, I see... My femur, for example, um, it flexes. Bo- yeah, it bows out. So when it bows uh-huh. out, so on the outside, it's just say, I've there's the outside of my knee, then there's the inside of my uh-huh. knee. The femur is going to bow outward yep. toward the outside, so it's going to to create uh-huh. that. On the outside, there's going to be increased tension. On the inside of the bone, there's going to be increased compression. Correct. That's the the stimulus. That's that piezoelectric charge. Yeah. That is the signal back to the body, yep. the nervous system, the immune system, saying, yep. "Holy cow." Dude's getting under a lot of weight yeah. here. What we should do is we should respond. That's the stimulus. Yep, the body yep, responds yep. to the stress you place upon it, the nutrients that you feed it. The stress that I'm putting under my body is maximal loads. Said principle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Said principle. Maximal loads. Um, and then I'm not doing maximal loads again for five days. It wow. seems as though... So that's, that's basically that's every five callusing. days. Yeah. Bone ca- so Catching that super compensation wave every five days. Yeah, if, if I was to do... Squats again, it's almost like scratching the scab yeah. off, off a cut. Yeah. So and I, I'm thicker. just going off Stuart McGill. He yeah. seems to know a lot about bones. It's like and these spines, lumps especially. on my forearms right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, Look at the lump that's on that forearm. Years of kettlebell. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like that's, and they're even lower that's now. That's a working business card. Yeah, they're it? lower right now. There. You know what's <laughs> what like do you the, do? Check that out. It's like the wrestlers, they have the, yeah. the cauliflower ears. It's like a badge of honor, right? Yeah. This lump on my forearm is a, is a badge of honor. And I was at a Vietnamese restaurant one day and a Russian guy came up to me. Very little English. It was just it was just down the road. It was called Noodle Me. It's closed yeah. now. You are a kettlebell lifter. <laughs> I looked. I was like, he must have seen me on Instagram or something, right? And I was just like, yes, 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 I am. And then he lifts his forearms. Me also. Nice. And then he, he saw the lump on my forearm. I was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is thousands of repetitions. Yeah. And every rep is another little stimulus. Yeah. Every rep. Wow. So, so that's, that's what you're doing? What are you squatting what, then? What are you squatting? Um, put, well, on, on the bar. On, what's today? Thursday. On Tuesday, I had 140. Fuck. Just for three. Yeah. 140 for three. Damn. And I did that a few times. Damn. Um, and then go away and play with the power plate. And, you know, you, but going back to, you know, he was saying, um, I'd just go and squat. Often I get so much movement with my clients. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, way yeah. I, it's the way that I teach. Me too. Like, like I'm very yeah, hands on. I move. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, you know, some lunge patterns and single leg and even some crawl patterns or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm doing quite a bit of movement and I'm, and I'm aware of that and I control that. I'm getting better at controlling that. Yeah. So often what I know that I need in my week as far as Andrew, what I really need, it's, it's load. I don't need a lot more movement. Yeah. But I do need load. Yeah. That's what I caught um, myself doing as well. Yeah. It's easy, you know, yeah. and plus it's fun. Some of the stuff is fun. Yeah. In that, that energy management 101, I need to, to be really aware of, wow, dude, you've just done, like, Saturday I'll do five in a row. Yeah. And, and I had plans takes it out of you, right? to lift, but you know what, that, that, last, that guy came in with low energy, and so we just did a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting better at calibrating my workouts better there. But yeah. some, like, just say that on Tuesday... I was done in 35 minutes. Yeah. That was that was it. When it's ju- when that it's just it. a lift, when it's purely a lift, if yeah, I'm yeah. a bench, which I've I actually stopped lifting for like four weeks. Mm. And that's part of when people started telling me, "Hey, you looking skinny?" I'm like, "Shit, man, 
think they're right. <laughs> you know, I haven't lifted for like four weeks. So I'm like, I yeah. think they're all right. And then I, uh, so I started lifting again. I forgot how much I loved it. Yeah. I forgot how much I loved old school lifting. Mm. Just a bench, just a squat, just a deadlift and yeah. some chins. I forgot how much I loved that. Yeah. Forget the handstands and forget all the, 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 what's it, the, the planches and yeah. all the gymnastic stuff that I've been doing recently. I was like, man, just old school lifting. There's something about gritting your teeth and going, <laughs> pushing a load off of you. Yeah. I went through a massive like, German volume training phase. Oh God, I'm, I and, can't wait. I'm starting that next week. You know, I loved it because you know what it was? I would be done, like to say, uh, here's my- 20 minutes. Here's my- tra- 16. Out. Yeah, man. 16 minutes. 16.46 or whatever it was. 16.46, done. done. 10 reps, done. one minute rest, 10, 10 reps, one minute rest. strict one minute rest. So I'd just done. say, I'll, I'll start the timer. I'll do my 10 squats. I'll look at the timer, 48 seconds. And I'll say to myself, 48 seconds, Get 48 in. seconds. Get ready. I'll mark my book, one set. Cause you know, sometimes you get to set eight and you're like, oh, what set was that? Oh no. You, and I'll always make myself, if you think that was set eight and it was set seven, you go into 11. So yeah. Notebook. Yeah. Am I still the only guy that carries a notebook no, with my goals? I, I don't use my phone. I don't use my uh, 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 iPads or anything like that. I have a notebook. Look Am I this. still old school? I write all my goals in this Look notebook. This, mate. Right? I'm walking around with the same thing. And the, see, yeah, you got a notebook as well. Yeah. Is this an old school guy? And, Is this because we're older? And look at this. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking at set one, set two, yeah, set yeah, three, yeah, set literally. four, set five. So you know you've done your 10 sets there. Yeah, yeah. Because I always lose track. Yeah. I lose track, especially in a German volume training. You're panicked, you're stressed out, yeah, you're freaking that, out. So that's my ritual. Your so legs I'll, are shaky. I'll, I'll do the, just say I'll finish the first set. I'll look at the timer and it'll say 48 seconds and I'll repeat it to myself, 48 seconds. I'll turn, I'll mark my book, that's one. And then I'll sit and I'll just go to my breath and have a good mm-hmm. posture. Mm-hmm. And then I'll open my eyes after three rounds of it, a nice controlled breath. I'll look and it'll be 41. I'll stand up. Yep. 40, I'll say to myself, 42, 43, 44, 45. I've got the bar, 46, 47, 48. I'm dropping down. Yeah. One minute, 48. Finish. One minute, 48. I'll go to two minutes and 27. Yeah, two you're minutes, 27. I'll say it. I'll scrub. And it's just, I'm so ritualistic. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's this beautiful little capsule, this little zone that I've created for myself where nobody comes near me. No. It's, it's just my time. You know, we, we speak and we connect, which is oh. beautiful. But German volume training for me, is just like going out in the bush yeah. and there's no one around and I'm just there going, how is this? Oh, I can hear the birds. You know, yeah. German volume, it's just my time. And it's so effective. You're done in 1647 or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. is. Um, and then like, like, what gets me into the zone, like you were saying, Tool, like I like yeah. listening to Tool, like that Pavlovian response. When I listen oh. to the pot, speaking oh, about it, ready you can to jump go. on my back right now. Yeah, I walked um, in, I was like, you still listen to Tool? And I saw, I saw you grit, <laughs> I saw you grit your teeth, like, yeah, yeah man. It's, it's all it is, it's, it's a trained response now. And then that, like, he, there's a, a drawing by my son and there's a drawing by my daughter. And when I look at those, I will eat anything and I will lift anything yeah. in order to, continued to connect with them in a way that I would like to connect with them. Right. So that that way, I'm like, man, I'm going to do German volume training. No worries. Here's my boy. He's cool. Right. That's my daughter. This is one of the reasons why I do it. Okay, cool. Man, that's fine. I'll, I enjoy going to the pain cave anyway. Yeah. But I'll go deeper into the pain cave when I see stuff like Friends that. Friends of pain, man. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, um, the, the, what I loved with German volume training, I, the body composition change. Yeah, it's effective, huh? Within two weeks, for people who are wondering what we're talking about, German volume training, you got 10 reps, you've got a minute recovery, and then you've got another 10 reps for 10 sets. 
and you're talking about 48 seconds. So you're 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 playing the game. But remember, the so you're I, that even I, shorter. I press that first button, and then it takes me a bit of time to get yeah. under. So, but by that last like second, there's no way I'm doing. There's no way I'm doing a two zero two tempo. No way. Or, no way. You're just you getting them I mean? out. You're yeah. just getting them out. Yeah, like it's the, the sets will get long, get longer. Um, I got huge. I got huge when I was doing German volume training. When I still had my gym yeah. and I was preparing for the Apollocan courses, the level one, the level mm. two, and I was just going through the workout programs. I was like, okay, this is what they do a lot with their athletes when they want to get their athletes bigger. How quick? How big can I get real quick? Yeah. I, I think I still got some before and after photos buried somewhere in my Instagram. I got huge, and I didn't change very much, except for just doing German volume training three times a week, squat, bench, squat. Yeah, that's it. I was doing. That's all I, I did. That's all I did. Twice a week. Yeah. Uh, Monday, Friday, squats, and then I was doing deadlifts on Wednesday, but I wasn't doing German volume training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd cycle through that for six weeks, back off for a couple of weeks, and I reckon I'd played around with that for, I don't know how many, well then I went to a, what the advanced German train, German yeah. volume, 10 sets of five, yeah, but 90 seconds rest. 90 seconds, yeah. Um, what do you think? you like, eh. It was fun. I probably did two cycles of that yeah. and for, a, for a cycle, but there, that one I think I did a one month cycle. I, I got up. I was doing a six-week cycle with the the ten sets of ten. Yeah. But I'd go um, week one, week two, week three, week four. I'd drop back for a little bit of super compensation, then smash week five and week six, two weeks yep. off. Yep. And just keep training, but not that stressful like gym volume training. Yeah. And then I'd hit it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what I also found? I found that I think naturally I had a high levels of testosterone. And I found you don't myself, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found myself being a little bit more aggro, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa. I like it though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I like it. It's the, it's like the it. hormone of focus as well. If, you if know? I if I if I don't if I don't get that from training, I will then catch myself in the middle of the day and I will tell myself, I haven't gotten mad yet today. <laughs> I'm gonna get mad. And I'll, I'll just start to get mad. Yeah. And I start to snap at people and stuff like that. That's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. trait to have. Yeah. That's why I train so hard to yeah. get that out of me. And then I'm focused. I'm calm. My my mind is calm. It's my meditation. Yeah, it's yeah. my one version of meditation. Yeah. I have breath work, which is which yeah. has been a savior for me. Breath work and headspace. Yeah. Been an absolute savior for me. And then my training. Yeah. When I'm when I there's days when I'm training and I'm just playing. And when I'm playing, like when I'm on the rings or when I'm just doing gymnastics or I'm just kind of playing around, we can have a conversation. Yeah. We can have a conversation and play. I was chatting with Alex Host today while I was at the gym, yep. doing some ring work, having a good old shooting the shit, having a great conversation. But if I'm under a if I'm under a bench or a squat rack or a deadlift and I have a timer, you see my timer on the yeah. floor, I look like I'm about to rip your head off yeah. if you're gonna talk to me. Because I'm just so I'm there. My testosterone is through the roof. Yeah. And I like it. And then the rest of the day I'm chill dog. I'm chilled as hell. Yeah, we can talk about anything. I'm cool, but just well, for that 12 minutes. After you know. after that period of training, what do you do? What do you do? You have a ritual after training as well? Yeah, I get my headphones on. I put on some meditation style music. Yeah, and I just keep the headphones on just to kind of bring me back down to earth. Isn't that that because that, that endorphin? Endorphins are actually hallucinogenic, right? Which is why you feel slightly um, invincible. You feel like you can take over the world. You're a little bit more cocky. You're a little bit this. I need to bring... Let me ground myself back down again because I'm not grounded at that moment. Ground myself down. Slow myself down. Get my headphones on. I go for a walk or if the gym is empty. Usually pure fitness where I go train at that time when I train is quite empty so I can just kind of sit on my knees and just get my headphones on and and chill. If I train at Stay Fit, um, it usually gets a little bit crazy in there at around the time when I'm done training so I have to go for a walk. Mm. Go for a walk, get some headphones on meditation music no not no tool 
100% no tool. Nah, not no metal, work, yeah. no hip hop, yeah. no podcast either. Mm. Meditation music or yeah. the sounds of nature. Yeah. Sounds of nature. I'm walking through the middle of Central with buses and everywhere, but I got the sounds of nature. I'm down regulating myself, yeah. trying to switch systems. Yeah, that's my that's my ritual. That's how I do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally come into this and Hildegard von Bingen's playing right yeah. now. That Classic I music as I'll well. straight to Hildegard, Hildegard yeah. von Bingen or um, I've got a few, uh, even Ava Maria by Maria Calais. That is just beautiful. So after I work out, I'll come in here and often I'll have a protein shake and I'll just yeah. sit in here, yeah. play that music and I just, I just feel myself elevate. Like I, I, I I'm not so angry. I'm more introspective and calm, and yeah. I'm just in this yeah. really nice place. And then I put on this music, Hildegard von Bingen, Sequentia, or whatever it is. Anyone? Yeah. And I just, I bathe in it for. If I get 15 minutes, I'm like, man, this is the best day ever. You know, <laughs> I'm so grateful yeah. for everything I have right yeah, now. Yeah, even even like you, I start yeah, control my breath, extend the exhalation. You know, maybe yeah. do a little bit of a box breathing or box breathing is my thing. Yeah, I saw, do you, but do you do the exhalation longer or are you doing five, five seconds? Five, five seconds. No, 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 no. I do the exhalation longer. Yeah, me too. And I do that empty lung for maybe 10 seconds or something like that yeah. and then I do it again so for box breathing people who don't know it's usually a 5 second inhale 5 second hold 5 second exhale 5 second hold it's what the Navy SEALs do to just calm themselves yeah. down I learned that from Brian Lai do you know the primal breathwork guy the no, guy who no. does the ice baths no, dude I gotta introduce you to this guy cool that's changed my life Yeah, changed my life I did the ice bath with him because he's a Wim Hof a certified Wim Hof instructor nice. not one of the guys that are inspired by Wim Hof not, yeah. not to say anything bad about those guys but this guy is been with Wim Hof, mm. sat with him, learned from him, and he introduced us to all these breathing techniques. And he he gave me box breathing, and that works the best for me yeah. to calm me yeah, down. I like it as well. And then after, just like with meditation, you know, like you're in the zone, and every now and then you come out of the zone, and then you you shouldn't fight to go back into the meditation zone. Just understand that okay, I've just been taken out mm. a little bit. I'll do box breathing for a little bit. Then when I realize I'm kind of losing my focus. I'm gonna go, okay, I've just done box breathing, five, 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 five. Let me extend these numbers. And I usually try to extend the exhale and that empty lung. Yeah. It just works I'm, for I'm me. the same. And that's, I enjoy it. Naturally, I think because when I have a breathing practice, I always will naturally extend the exhalation because that's the stimulus to go more parasympathetic. Rest, Correct. digest, regenerate. Correct. Isn't it? Where inhalation, that's why heart rate variability. Yeah. Inhalation puts us more towards... Um, Sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, mm -hmm. and then exhalation takes us more down to mm -hmm. parasympathetic rest, rest, rest digest. digest, regenerate. Let's say, yeah. So that's how we we one way that we can get heart rate variability. So when I started doing box breathing, and I was just like, you know what, my box is going to be a bit of a weird shape because my <laughs> exhalation just naturally. I've got nine sides five, to my box right now. Yeah, my, I've got five, five, eight. <laughs> Five, yeah. you know, and at the end of eight, and you know when I'm supposed to hold at the end of eight, sometimes I'm still just slowly exhalation to get my five seconds. Um, but I just found that's where yeah. my numbers naturally were. And I can hold that for as long as I can afford myself, so to speak. Yeah, that's, my, that's it. That has been a savior for me. Mm. I wake up earlier in the day, uh, earlier in the morning, just to breathe for like 10 minutes. Mm. Instead of just waking up and going, Take the time to yourself. Take a couple of breaths. 10 minutes is all you need, mm. right? So, I mean, I wake up at five. I still wake up at five. Sometimes I wake up at 4.45. It's just kind of is what it is. Beat my alarm. That's my rhythm. And that's just 10 minutes. Just get out there, sit on my knees, headphones on. 
breathe, take it slow, and then the rest of my day is cake. And good thing is it's always there. Yeah. You know, your breath, it's, it's this... Get high on your own tool that, that you said that the US military uses. Yeah. They only use stuff that's effective. Let's be honest, you know, yeah. sometimes people associate breathing with the, the alternative bookstore where people go to buy crystals. Like, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't see many US Navy SEALs at the alternative bookstore, I yep. can tell you what, but you know what they are doing? They've got a breathing practice, whether that be mindfulness, whether that be meditation, or whether that just be controlled breathing, intentional yep. breathing, to elicit the response from the body that they need to be effective. Yep. So when you put in that context, you're like, whoa, okay, I'd sort of be quite silly not to explore having a go at this. You know, I'd, like, I'm sure if we interviewed all those people that we're looking at right now, there, say, hey, do you want to be healthier tomorrow or would you like to have decreased health and vitality tomorrow? Most people are going, yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't be silly, I want to be healthier yeah. tomorrow. Okay, so that's one of the things that we can do that is accessible to you all the time. When you're in the taxi, when you're on the bus, when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's a skill you mightn't feel at first yeah. time, but it's a skill just like anything else. Let's explore your breath. Yeah. You know, you've got this freaking rectangle that you carry around in your pocket with you all the time that's constantly distracting you like you said you use headspace yeah so in that application it's my friend and as long as i learn to control my other usage i don't get stuck on social media for a long period of time and just go where'd that 30 yeah. minutes of my life go right um then it, it's it's a positive tool that can help you with your breathing practice whether or not you need technology all the time to do breathing practice that's up to you but hopefully you can try it without as well mm -hmm. um in, in that regards i think most of us Two minutes sometimes. That's it. Two minutes. Just breathe. Yeah. yeah. In, in for four, out for six. That's my thing. Yeah. I, like all my clients, I say, let's go to the beach. At the end of a session, I just get them to lay down, touching their breath and give a calf massage and the power play because it feels nice. It feels good to feel good. I'm oh, going to come yeah. back and do that again. Touching the breath. Get out of here. I hope you've gone more parasympathetic because if you are going to eat after this, then now you're in a better position to absorb nutrients. Yeah. yeah. I also do that before I eat as well. Before yeah. I eat, five deep Slow belly down. breaths. Slow yeah. Slow it down, and then at the end of eating, five deep belly breaths as well. Just mm. slow myself down. I used to rush, every, as a trainer, you know this, we rush, we rush our meals down. We smash some food yeah, down, yeah. go to the next guy. Smash some food down, go yeah. to the next guy. We're never in that much of a rush. Mm. This city, everyone is in a rush. Mm. Slow down. People can wait. And this damn phone is what makes it worse. Makes people yeah. rush even more. Yeah. And, and then in that regards, maybe to take this conversation full full circle, that's if you have prepared your body appropriately and yeah. developed the metabolic flexibility to burn fat, then maybe you are better off. You know, you're saying smashing yeah. a meal in between clients and then going out and being active again. But you know what? Maybe Some you're better off, better off fasting. Yeah. You know? So as long as you're getting enough sleep and... You know, then you or you, you've mapped out that you don't have to go too much longer. Then maybe you, sometimes you're better off going without food, right? Um, to bring this full circle fast. Yeah, we've sort of touched on it for fifteen percent of of the whole of thing the, of the chat. Um, but that's how I roll, man. I go yeah, off topic yeah. a lot. I had fun as well, so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hopefully, let's let's say the goal of this. What well, hopefully we said something of value. Um, and if we didn't, maybe we should try again another time. But you can give us feedback out there if you're listening. Um, the goal, uh, yeah. I think, of a podcast is, is to share something of value. It's to, it's to share something of value yeah, yeah. and then get feedback. You know, the, the comments that people are going to give me when, when they hear the podcast, 
that's where I can start to formulate, okay, the next time I have Andrew on, I'm going to talk about this and this and this. Mm-hmm. The next time I talk with that, you know, and that's how, that's how I want this show to start going. Um, I'm taking this podcast a lot more seriously now. I'm, you, I'm no longer, the last three episodes was me ranting about myself. Mm-hmm. God, that's a boring thing to hear about. Me ranting about myself. I get it all out in three. I'm surrounded. I know, right? It's only three, right? <laughs> Shit, I can rant about myself for like 10 episodes. I am surrounded by brilliant people. Yourself. Uh, I'm going to have one with Alex Hose. Awesome. Do you know he's writing a book? Is he? On how to squat. Damn I, I straight, wanna, isn't I, it? He's writing a book. I'm not yeah. going to give away a, a, the book, but he's yeah. writing a book. I'm going to talk to him about the book. Surrounded by Alex Hose. Quiet guy, but very smart. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited about it. Anything lifting, Alex is your guy. Right? Seriously. I'm Dude sorry. holds the Hong Kong record no, in his age category. What was it, 215? He, he deadlifted? And he's smaller he's than me. 60. What is Alex? He's smaller. 67? 67 or something like that. Yeah. Smaller than me. I'm about 69, 70, which is, still, which is too small for me. Yeah. But he is smaller than me. He is smaller. When we competed in kettlebell lifting, I competed at 68. He competed at... I think he made under 60. I think he I made, I, I think he that. cut weight. I think he cut weight, got in the sauna and stuff like that and got himself to 59. And had 232 kilogram kettlebells. had 232 kilo yeah, ke- kettlebells on, uh, and, and launched them. The dude is a beast. Alex can walk into the pain cave, can't he? he uh, absolutely. Yeah. He's a beast. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a different mind. And, and that quiet, mm. you know, that quietness in him. Yeah. That's just him focused. Yeah. That's just him focus, man. Get him out for a beer and stuff like that. He's a different character. He's a cool dude. So yeah, I'm gonna have a chat. I'm actually oh, meeting him. I look forward to listening. I'm meeting him for a beer lap tomorrow night, and then we're gonna do a podcast uh, the week after. But what, no, what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm surrounded by amazing, smart people, much smarter than myself. I am not the sharpest tool in the shed, believe me. But everybody else is sharper than me. So I'm gonna get information from everybody else. I'm going to start using that. Whether it's the fitness guys, I've got a couple of finance guys I'm going to try to pull on. I've got a jiu-jitsu girl who's a nomad who I'm going to try to pull on as well. I'm just going to try to make this more about it, more about everybody else. We're really lucky in Hong Kong. There's you know? some really good people here, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Really smart. Maybe because it is such a vibrant city yeah. and that has the potential to breed affluence, which means that yeah, people come man. in and believe they can be financially successful as well. That might attract a certain person who's driven and well-studied and passionate. Yeah. They believe they, they're of value here and they believe they're getting paid to the value that they perceive they're worth. That attracts good people. That attracts amazing know? people. And keeps good people here as well. Yeah. I used to think like, you know, for, for our fitness industry, we always used to bring people from overseas. We mm. always used to bring people from America, from Canada, mm. from Australia. We always used to bring people from overseas. And I used to sit around being like, do you know how much good talent there is here? Mm. I was like, why? Why is nobody leveraging the good talent that's here? Of course, the, the have you ever heard this, the the term the best coach is the guy from out of town? Yeah. You ever heard that term? Yeah. And I think that's what happens here. Oh, somebody from out of town is coming. The best coach is the guy the from out of town. The less familiar guy, yeah. right? Oh, he's from he's from somewhere else, so he's the better. Yeah. The amazing talent that there is out here in Hong Kong, yeah, we're very and just fortunate. Asia in general. There's some guys we're in Singapore fortunate. that are awesome. My friend Ian Tan. My goodness, that guy is smart. Yeah. Uh, Thailand as well. Thailand has got some, some smart great guys. People around. So, you know, we got to take You got plenty to do, mate. I got plenty to do. And with this slow period, you know, the summer coming in, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump on the ball. I'm going to jump on the ball. That's it. And you know what, dude? This is a good time to cut this. Sounds great. We've been going fun. for a while. 
Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. That was fun. Thank I you. really had a good time. We're going to publish this. It'll come out and then uh, let people comment on it. And then we're going to probably have to do this again. Right. And then again. And then again. And every now and then we'll have tea. Every now and then we'll have a beer. <laughs> every now and then we'll do the collagen smoothie. Sounds good. And just roll from there. Awesome. Do you guys have anything going on here that you need to talk about here at Joint Dynamics? Oh, we've got another inside scoop. Well, who knows? But September 3rd, we're doing another inside scoop. So that's uh-huh. an arm to collaborate with, but create a a high quality experience based around education. So oh, cool. like the last one was on fasting. Yep. There's so much more to fast than what we talked about today. But I know, I know, but we digress. But you and it, I always yeah, do that. But the next one, um, I'm bringing, so that, that was very science based. The next one, bringing a bit of a human story in, you know, Emily, Emily Tan. So yeah, she, she yeah. Had some she has some issues. severe health wow, challenges, man. man. So she's gonna share. I saw her a couple of weeks ago. She, she's gonna share. She's uh, a amazing person so I saw she's going to share tribe. what she went through yeah. um, and what helped and what maybe didn't and then I'll get Jeff our exercise physiologist to talk about yeah um, he's the guy how, who did my bod pod right yeah he's brilliant man he's a smart guy and then yeah. Miles is going to talk about it from a nutrition and yeah, yeah, the genetic yeah. perspective cool so that'll be September 3rd um, it's called the Inside Scoop yeah it's a lot of fun man they, they are great like look, the fasting one we had 50 people here and actually, 50 I'm gonna do, people yeah it was 5-0 awesome. no joke Damn. It was so good. It's getting better every time we do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing Facebook Live with it now as well. Oh, so we're going to go Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is leading towards, I want to I put together the, I'm not sure of the story yet, but the Future of Health Symposium. Because, you know, my collaborations manifesto. Yeah. I think I've got 16 people. Yeah. That are quality people that I know I can go, hey, guys, let's do something. Yeah. Um, speakers and also great products. Yeah. So I'm, I'm leaning towards putting on an event. I think I'll call it the Future of Health Symposium. Maybe just get like five speakers to share what yeah. they're passionate about and maybe have a common thread and then um, share it online as well. Do you, anytime you got stuff, let me know. I share it on I share it on my thing as well. Thanks, man. Share it on my feeds as well. We were talking about this the other day, the slice of the pie. Yeah, let's make it right? bigger. Let's yeah. make this. Even if your slice remains the same, you can make the pie bigger, which in turn makes your slice of the pie bigger. People gotta stop being selfish and help each other out. Yeah. No more is Mook living his life like a gun. The less moving parts, the better. That's yeah. the way I used to live my life. I ain't doing that no more, man. Nah, it's got so many amazing people around. Yeah. Let's work. Make things happen, man. Let's work together. Yeah. To go on. Everybody, thank you for listening. That was Andrew. And, uh, you know, we'll be back.